Yes, we're celebrating this for the entire week. I, I, I'm I'm blown away. 200 plus episodes. Really appreciate you being a part. of glad you're a part of it. And this is the first on the other side. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, man cave. <laughs> this is amazing. So that that is, I can't even begin to tell you, I would have never envisioned this many episodes. But hey, congrats. You're, you're part of the next 200. 201. Happy to be a part of it. Oh, you're a fine American, by the way. <laughs> oh, pleasure. My, pleasure. Pleasure. <laughs> pleasure. This is big time. And it was literally, when was that? About this time last year was 100. So we're getting about 100 episodes a year. That's crazy. Hey, as you saw, we said we appreciate our sponsors. Obviously, we really appreciate these guys, Honest AC and Plumbing, uh, Northern Suburbs of Austin. Of course, ignore the AC part. Check your heaters. Call these guys. And, of course, when we start having freezing temperatures, which is not often, uh, you may want to check your plumbing. Just be proactive. You don't want a flooded living room or garage or anything like that. But call Honest AC and Plumbing. Uh, David, Will, and the guys, phenomenal people. So, Tess, the first, we got a really loaded show with a lot of good topics, a lot of good things that I know you're going to have a ton of opinions. But can you speak for Longhorn Nation on the emotional roller coaster or the series of emotions that were felt during that TCU game? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, it's hard, it's hard for me to say that I have no words. Um, oh, Sean, it just was, it sucked. It yeah. sucked in, in all of its glory. Um, we just, we did, there was a lot of expectations and I don't think we came out and, and we just didn't play well on offense, obviously. Yeah. Um, I think our defense played amazing, um, looked yeah. You know, I don't know if Gary Patterson was like, you're not going to get one past me. And um, he did a great job. I mean, it looked phenomenal, phenomenal. Yeah. But and there was a couple of, of instances where we should have moved the ball, but we couldn't catch it. Multiple times, multiple different players. I mean, even Xavier was getting shut out a little bit. Um, and I just don't know if he was going hard enough for the ball. Um Quinn did not have a good game. I mean, at all. Um, people are saying they should have put in card. Yeah. Then people are saying, like, you know, give peace a chance. Let's not throw one out, throw another one out. Um, you know, you're you're taking out a freshman. You're putting in another freshman. You know, it's, it's just kind of like, and now everybody's like, well, Arch is going to be the answer. Again, another freshman. Um, I, it's just – it's all just gobbledygook right now. When I get yeah. on like Twitter, it's just a mess. It, it, we're just like in a mess. It's like a giant, really bad fruit salad right now. And <laughs> it's just like everything is just disgusting, and the bananas are rotten, and it's just Ugh, like ugh. the worst. Throw it out and start over, because I'm just like, 
I just feel like gross. I feel icky right now. Yeah. No, and it is. It is. It's nasty. Is that what you felt? I just no. felt like bleh. So, I, I listen, great pregame environment, great tailgating. Um, it was near the Alabama level. It was, and it was football weather. You know, I, I hate the cold, but it was, it just felt right. You know, I, I had, I looked like the little guy in uh, a Christmas story with 72 layers of clothing on. And, it, you well, know, at we least had, you didn't try to uh, put your tongue on one of the uh, flagpoles. <laughs> Almost thought about it. We'll try that next week, Sean. Next week, Baylor, Friday after Thanksgiving. Tongue on that pole. Tongue on the pole. That should be a title of a podcast. Ah. Tongue on the pole. I I thought, you know, the the parachutists were flying, and that was awesome. Oh, man, I totally forgot about that. That was rad. It was unreal. So they were delayed. The band was delayed. Everything was delayed. The the, – Tribute video, phenomenal with DJ. and But the team prematurely shot out of the tunnel. I know. They didn't even play ACDC. I was like, the Hell's Bells needed to finish. I know. Um, I was really, I was a little, was really annoyed by that. Yep. That was very annoyed. I didn't really think about it till at halftime. And then the defense comes out. Absolutely dominates TCU. Dominated them five sacks. It was a murder. Digit. It was a murder. A murder it was a scene. Bloodbath. Defense. And they looked gorgeous. I loved watching them. That's the best I've seen the defense since 2008. Ooh. They looked that good. Offense, absolute turd show. Um, Garbage town. Listen, I, I don't I, I don't listen. I, I was part of the group that said I have no problem with Quinn Ewers being a starter. I get it. He's at, we don't see them at practice. He probably earns it in practice, but sure. when you're in a game and Stevie Lee dis- disagree with me on this, and I get it, the quarterback's an entirely different position. You can't just shuffle people in and out. But let's yeah. remember chance mock. In 03, came in and beat Tech. Oh, Jesus. We, we've seen it. You're going to bring <laughs> Yeah. It's so funny. <laughs> uh, Stretch in there. Stretch. <laughs> the, the problem I had, why, if you're trying to win the game and you know your guy's not doing it or not making things happen, put in somebody that can. It's not a shot to Quinn Ewers. It's just, man. I know. Put somebody else in. Uh, Sark doesn't like to do that, though. No, he does not. And I mean, it doesn't. It doesn't matter if you're just throwing interceptions and laying down in the middle of the field. He's like, "Yeah, leave him in." Yeah, leave him in. Yeah, come back. I don't know because you know he never did that with Hudson either. You know, yeah. um, he and I don't know if that's like some quarterback thing he's got going on. I don't know. It's really weird how he doesn't pull, he doesn't like to pull players. I mean, I know that it's, it also is, um, it can rattle the team. Yeah. It and can. do all kinds of things. So I get that. And then it's also like, it also depletes your example of showing that you have faith in your quarterback as a coach. Um, 
And, and then it, I think it could get into their head even worse. So, I mean, I get some of his strategy, but at the same time, I mean, this is the end of the road, buddy. Like we're, this is it. Like yeah. if you were going to, if there was any time you were going to like switch out quarterbacks, the TCU game would have been one. I because agree. it was such a big deal. Yeah. It was such a big deal. I mean, if you're going to like roll some dice, like do it. But, you know, also I just, I, I saw in an interview that, you know, he was saying that he thought Ewers ha- had really good footwork and quite, the, you know, to the contrary, Ewers is like, I really need to work on my footwork. <laughs> like, yeah. And I'm like, so. So that's coming up. <laughs> no, it is. So, wait a minute. See, I'm always, I'm always premature. No, 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 because we're talking about Anyway, it just, yeah, like there's just a lot of stuff that is just yeah. like all the elevators are not going to the top at Texas right now. And something is wrong. It's wrong. There's a lot of youth, but people will disagree and say they're not youth. They're 10 games into the season. So it went from with that loss, 17 to 10. Yeah. Hey, I can't say enough to the Texas defense. Play on a championship level. Mm-hmm. You deserve better from your teammates. And I'm not right. trying to in, incite that or insinuate that there needs to be a rift on the team. The offense is struggling. It happens. But the defense, you're there. Now do this again and again and again and again. So to your point, Tess, what you just said, um, everything that you and I have both said to, to this point in this episode Texas is still in it. Texas is still in it. Six and four, four and three. They could have been five and two tied with K-State one game behind TCU. Instead, now they're two games behind. And Sark even acknowledged this. There's still a hope, a lot of hope with two games remaining. Uh, I think there's still a lot of belief in what we're doing. Uh, I still think there's a lot of hope in what this season can be. Um, but again, we can't, we can't think all big picture right now. We've got to make sure that we're drilled down and, and zeroed in on the target. And that's playing really good on Saturday. Okay. So really good at Kansas, Texas could easily lose these next two. Kansas is no joke. They're bowl eligible. They've been very competitive. And, but despite all this, let's just pull this up here. Okay, let's remove my name. So essentially, Texas is in a tie for three-way tie for third. Since they've beaten Kansas State, Texas needs K-State to lose to either West Virginia or KU, which is a rivalry game. And all Texas needs to do is win out and hopes as well that OSU loses Bedlam this weekend or West Virginia. Okay. And they go to the Big 12 championship. So we just need a pink donkey to fly over the moon and skateboard <laughs> in the church with a blue wig on. Okay, cool. It's great, Sean. Let's do that. Let's do that. A flying um, pig. You're, you're saying there's a chance. You're saying there's a chance. Uh, Yeah. Well, okay. So we need, yeah, we need a lot of things to happen. Yeah. Yeah. But there's still it could still happen. It still happen. All these scenarios could literally happen. 
it, it's not there's nothing outrageous about absolutely not and especially with this year i feel like gosh this year has been unpredictable i mean college football is in general yeah kind of you know a crapshoot which is what makes it so fun um but like wow it's just like just people getting blown out winning losing nobody it's everybody's just all over the place i mean it's just like i said it's just like a mess there's just nothing i feel like the only thing that's like consistent is like georgia yeah it's it's georgia and everybody else yeah everybody else is just like so what are your thoughts about becoming a ou fan this weekend i don't have any thoughts about that I know that it would help Texas, but you're asking me to do something that's against my religion. Yeah. Well, you know, I know, I know that you, you, I mean, Oh goodness gracious. I mean, I I will, I will take one for the team only because you will. You will. I will. (laughs) I hope I'm not on. Now I am. Now I'm recorded. On the record. My, mus- can, my mom can you, to see this. I'm can, probably going to get disowned. She's going to take me out of the will. <laughs> can you say boomer sooner? Never. Ever? It's never going to happen, Sean. Don't do it. Even you, can, like, I, no. you can like move my lips. <laughs> boomer sooner. What about a hashtag and a tweet? Um, I'm sorry. What is the? What is it going to say? Boomer sooner. No, never. It's not happening. It's not going to happen. So Bedlam is one of the greater college football robberies that's not ever talked about enough. Uh-huh. It's a, I mean, I saw some phenomenal ones when they were both ranked. I saw OSU beat OU twice, which is rare. If you look at the overall series, OSU uh-huh. is dominated. I mean, OU has dominated Oklahoma. It's very oh, sure. Game. But during the Mike Gundy era, he's changed it a little bit. But this year's has kind of changed. They're both, Average teams. OU needs one more win just to become bowl eligible. And in typical Mike Gundy, Mike Gundy form, and this will resonate to all of us who are trying to figure out the younger generation. Um, it's, every every generation is different, but Gundy was asked about how everyone's it, – it, the Bedlam rivalry and rivalries in general just aren't – there's not a lot of hate anymore. And this, this is pretty funny because – Remember, he's from Midwest City, Oklahoma, played at Midwest City, then went to Oklahoma State. This is pretty comical right here. They may be talking to their those guys for three weeks on Instagram and whatever and go play them, hey, how you doing, whatever. We never talked to anybody. We didn't like the other team. We didn't want to talk to them. When I was at Midwest City, I didn't talk to people from Dell City. We tried to take their girls. We, we didn't want to talk to them. I mean, I mean, when I was at Midwest City, we didn't talk to Norman. We didn't talk to Putnam City. It's not that way now. These guys are buddies, and and uh, it trickles down from the NFL. The NFL go go to an NFL game an hour before, and when the players all come out, it's a love fest. I just think the players live in a different world. Uh, um, they're gonna they want to they're gonna practice hard. They want to compete. They want to win. Don't get me wrong, but I just don't know that there's the bitter rivalry anymore with young people. He's not wrong. It's interesting. It is. We've we've become a society that we're going to link up on social media, talk to you, and then when we see you in person, we're not going to talk that much, but we'll say hi. There's no, 
There's no love lost. I I, I would venture to say if AM and Texas started when they start playing again, it ain't gonna be pretty on the field. No. Yeah, I think they've been willing to I think they've been wanting to uh rehash some things for quite some time now. So there's a lot of pent up anger. But to, Gun, to Gundy's point, people like us, the media, fans, um, message boards, there's that trash talking. But is it as intense as we are for the current student athlete, so to speak? I don't know. You know, I mean, I it's hard for me to, to gauge that because I'm not – my exposure to the students is – is obviously not large, but he's got to be right because I think everybody's using social media now. So it's not like, you know, you're going over and, you know, uh, painting on their mascot or like he said, still in their girls or toilet paper in their house or whatever else you do. I mean, now you just get on Twitter and, you know, take it away. So I think it's obviously a different day and age. Yeah. Well, there's so so much truth to that. There's a lot of people on social media, too, who I wouldn't call it. The, well, it's the elephant in the room, Quinn Ewers. What are we? What is Texas going to do? We talked about him a little bit just now before this. Um, you mentioned the interview you saw. And uh, I, well, let me just pull this up first because, listen, every player is human. They're going to have a downtime. They're going to go through. Um, situations that they're not always going to experience success very much like life. But when you see these numbers, this is, I don't have a problem. Those are good season numbers, very comparable to Sam Ellinger's first year mm-hmm. overall, but it's these last three games. And I know he was injured for a short while. These past three games, he's completing, he's throwing more than half incompletions four touchdowns, four INTs, and we've seen it. There's not a connection, but also in defense of Quinn, the receivers are not stepping up. They're dropping a lot of balls. Well, yeah, several Um, in the TCU game. So it's like, I mean, all he can do is throw them. He can't catch them too. So, I mean, somebody's got to be on the receiving end. But I – yeah – I think it was the perfect storm on Saturday where Quinn didn't have his best game and neither did the receivers. Um, And so therefore that's why we only put three points up and we lost. Um, But I don't know. I don't, I don't know what, what's the magic to making this work. Why does he come out and it works? Something I don't know. Were they just a better team? I don't know. Is the offense not protecting him enough? I don't know. Well, his last three teams that it, it, they faced are, you know, some three of the best in the country as far as top, at least right. top 30. But the, the fact is, what was it, Oklahoma State, he had 30 incompletions. I think that's Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't I don't have – I mean, I wish that he would have played all season. I wish he wouldn't have been hurt in the beginning. Uh I think you know I don't I don't think we can just throw him to the wolves yet. 
No, uh, I'm not enough sure. time. Um, but but like you said, this is a this is not a one man show. It can't be, and um, we've got to get our receivers receiving. <laughs> yeah, how about? I, I just I feel like it's a multiple parts. You got it twins is. can't get into rhythm. The old line I think really was off. They didn't have they had a below average game against TCU. The run game was next to nil. Um, so you didn't, it's a bunch of elements and you had brought to uh, our attention earlier about, uh, Quinn's issues. What's going on? Well, he admitted it, as you said, and this is what he said in this interview with my former employer. The biggest thing for me is just <clears throat> getting my footwork down back to where, where it needs to be, um, you know, inside the pocket and even in the run game. Very short to the point, but. He even acknowledges it that things he needs to work on that he needs to address, and I don't know if it's confidence. I'm, I the first thing that fans can say and critics, well, he's lacking confidence. We don't know that. We really don't. He just could yeah. be going through a funk, like a hitter does in baseball, where you go through a streak of just playing like shit. Right. And, um, you know, it's hard to make any sort of these judgments when it hasn't been like super consistent because you've got to see a pattern and it's, I, you know, one, one game he's on one game he's off one, you know, it's like, and I just think it's so hard. I mean, the idea is to be consistent every game, but I don't know. I mean, I think he just needs to play more and um, give him more time. And everybody needs to just chillax. Chillax. I agree with that. I know people uh, are mad because we might go eight and four, but oh, well, okay. Everybody chill. Um, well, you could, Texas could very well go six and six. Right. Yeah, um, no, it could go. It could go that. <laughs> but you know what? They're already a game better than last year. Um, they're going bowl eligible, but this, the people you're talking about to chill. Now, this is funny. This, uh, this is Lauren Cowling. I think she's a UT grad. She has really created a brand on social media and with, uh, I think a gambling site and she's pretty funny on social media. This is her wearing the, uh, um, Ewers Jersey and the Ewers uh, wig. That's uh, pretty much how a lot of Texas fans felt. Words. (laughs) Man, she left a good. Somebody got a nice gift on the sidewalk. Nice jersey. Might be famous one day. You never know. Make you famous. Make you famous. Hey, so what constitute? Would you consider this season a disappointment so far through ten games? I don't, that's really hard. I am disappointed by several losses, um, but there has also been some impressive things like the win again, the, even though we lost to Alabama by one point was a great game. 
even though, you know, we lost to TCU, our defense was amazing. Yeah. I mean, we killed OU, even though this is probably one of the worst OU teams ever yeah. exist. Shut them um, up, bro. So, I mean, I feel like there's a lot of highlights. Um, we had game day on our campus twice. I mean, twice. I'm like, you know, I feel like there's a lot of golden nuggets. It, yeah. it could always be better, and it's not over yet. So, no. um, is it a disappointment? Yeah, I mean – I think we'll always be disappointed unless we win a natty. We're always going to be like, that was terrible. We suck. <laughs> like, cause that's what we do. We're Texas fans. We're terrible. But I mean, I don't know. I've, I've had a lot of fun this season and I think it's been really cool to watch um, them play. And um, I'm not going to call it a disappointment. I, I'm not either. I'm, I'm, I'm disappointed as a football fan, as a fan of Texas. Texas fans are the worst. They have to be some of the worst fans in the country. Not all, as far as expectations. That it's it's great to have those ex. Listen, I was born and raised a Texas football Texas fan. I've forty nine years. That's and I've had burnt orange gear my entire life. But the expectations the, the, there's there's no realistic expectation ever. There's, it's always fire somebody, do this, fire them, all that's And right now, speaking of, Tess, that's not the solution here. Nobody needs to be fired from the staff. They no. could go lose their next three. Nobody needs to be fired. Nobody. No. Um, there's just a dynamic there that's growing. And, 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 uh, and tap the brakes on Manning to play quarterback for everybody. That's not going to happen. It's not right. happening next year. No. Unless – I if agree. He, if he does, that's not that's something bad happened. Um, so Bijan, I've had you and I've had this conversation. What a fine fine American human being he is. Great mustard. You and I got mustard a sample slinging of full. <laughs> He's put a lot of Bijan on it. Put some Bijan on it. So I've had this discussion. I didn't entertain it at first, but now I started thinking, you know, with the NIL era, he could make more staying one more year at Texas through NIL money than he could as a rookie on a rookie contract in the NFL. I, you know, what do you think? I, yeah, I, gosh, I would love for him to stay another year at Texas. I think it'd be fantastic Um, because I don't want to only watch him play, you know, one more home game at DKR. I mean, ah! no. and um, and then maybe a bowl game and maybe even the Big 12 championship. Um, but uh, yeah, I would love for him to stay. He, he seems very um, like I, he, if I was going to predict, I mean, he may not be, he might be a guy that would stick around. Possibly, but you'll, you'll see this interview and it, he's just, this interview just—it's funny. He was asked, "What are the chances you'll stick around another year, or have you made your decision?" This—it's—he's funny, engaging, and just <laughs> down to earth. Just watch it. I mean, I, I well, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. You know, we'll, we'll see. You know, by the time the, the season's over. But for me, I'm just enjoying these these moments. You know, uh, with the teammates, and you know. I'll, 
I'll talk about that, you know, at the end of the season. We'll miss you too. Last one. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. Is that Cedric Golden? Well, I mean, he's got to he's got to remain mum. I mean, that's that's a big decision. Yeah. And, um, he'll obviously make the best decision for himself, which is the most important. Yeah. And um, but if he does grace us with his presence again, we would love to watch him. But obviously, wish him the absolute best that he does go pro. That guy, you know, with the window of opportunity for a running back in NFL is very slim. Three to five right. years doesn't <laughs> last long. But he's the type of guy that I could see who evades a lot of contact and he'll have a good career. But, you know, you got to maximize. If you have a talent, you've got to maximize it. That's right. Your only potential. You know, just do it. But, like you said, it would not shock me if he came back. Now, something that really triggered you has triggered a lot of body, a lot of people across the country. This is absolutely sad. I, I – with all of the things that are going on in this country, three University of Virginia football players shot dead on a bus. Having any death is awful. I mean, take Texas, I think last year, Jake Ellinger, to suspected fentanyl or, or an overdose possibly. and it, it, That was heart-wrenching. You lose anybody. It's like losing a member of your family, but three. I, I don't even know what to say to this. And, and, and this is really touching to you. I mean, you, we were talking about content and you definitely wanted that to be a part of this episode. Yeah. I just, I just want him to be memorialized and recognized because it, it's terrible. And um, just have my thoughts with those three families and that team and that school right now. So. I mean, just for people to know, I mean, a lot of people know what happened, but for your understanding, how could that, I mean, it was on a bus, correct? Yeah. Yes. The players were on a bus and then the, um, the assailant who was also on the football team, but never actually played, um, I guess, well, I don't know if he entered the bus because there were photos from bullets from the outside. So I don't even know how much they've said if he was specifically targeting individuals yeah. or if he was just spraying and just, it just happened unfortunately to hit these three individuals who were, who were on the bus. Um, I don't know the details of that yet, but obviously there's, Obvious, an obvious connection between the um, the guy who um, shot the players and the players because they they had to have known each other, yeah. I would think. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if it was like what the details are. If he just kind of went on like a a rampage or what? Well, it's what I texted you. I said this just only magnifies the um, the mental health issues mm-hmm. in this country. Yeah. The good thing is, is that he was he was apprehended quickly and did not injure anybody else um, or himself. And so I guess maybe they'll get more information once he's interrogated um, and they do their investigation, obviously, of 
of what exactly happened. But yeah. Um, and they said that, that, you know, he was like in, not like this map, but he was like in honor society and obviously like football player. So obviously something happened. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I wish he would have, I wish he would have gone and gotten the help that he needed before he hurt other people. Yeah, I do too. Definitely prayers for everybody in the Charlottesville, Virginia, and the Cavalier community. And uh, on the other side, Tess and I are going to try to lift more, lift up the mood and hopefully bring some laughs. That's coming up on the other side of this break. For all of your insurance needs, look no further than our primary sponsor, Jim Saxton State Farm Insurance Agency. The ATX OG has been insuring Austin for over three decades. And get this, Jim Saxton is a Longhorn legacy. He is the son of the late, great James Saxton, who was a Heisman finalist. Be sure to give him a call or better yet, visit his website, saxtoninsurance.com and tell him that the stories inside the Man Cave Boys recommended you. This is Jay Gotch, CEO of the Austin Gamblers. And segment two of Stories Inside the Man Cave is next. My mother would have been prepped. You can see how much that means to him. It means a lot to everybody in this locker room, bro. We set the home. We took it to them. Wow. Wow. We're not trying to depress people. Just We're just trying to bring real life. Yeah, that's that's neat, though. The raw emotion, the ability to see into a locker room and, and, yeah. and just a human human emotion. Yeah, but look at the passion and everything that came from the players and everything after that. So. That was awesome. Yeah, Ron great. Rivera, the coach that almost said Redskins, it's Washington Commanders, and I almost wrote in the slug, uh, Commandos. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but Ron Rivera no lost spare panties. No underpants. Uh, uh, uh. Ron Rivera, the head coach of the Commanders, lost his mother on uh, Halloween, and they, she died peacefully with family and loved ones. And uh, obviously, son's love for his mom, that's uh, still raw. And obviously, she was a definitely a supporter of whatever football program that her son was a part of. Hey, segment two, you know how we do it. We, we're, we pick them with Tess. And it's all college football picks. She and I both know where we stand. It's just been a fun, competitive season, and it's still close. Very close. Look at this, Tess. Just a three-game lead. You had a solid, okay. solid, solid week. Mm-hmm. I did not. Showed you what was up. Showed me what was up. <laughs> and, and, and made and clowned me last week after I completely freaking mopped you sideways the week before <laughs> with my upset. 
<laughs> sideways swiftered me and then now I came back <laughs> with a swifter uh, oh my god so, in order for this to be I probably we probably should do this add two more games each week I think we should beginning next week okay we'll start adding two more because this is either either I'm going to pull away or you're going to pull ahead. (laughs) So like the latter, uh, let's start with the top FCS lower division one incarnate word. They're good. They're out of San Antonio. Okay. Lower division one at former FCS power the Northwestern State Demons and from Natchitoches, Louisiana, the sister city of Nacogdoches, Texas. Oh, uh, I don't know who you're going to pick. Well, I'll, you go ahead. What do you think? I don't know anything about these teams. That's a uh, UIW went to the playoffs last year. Okay. They, they knocked Stephen F. Austin out of the playoffs to a three-point. Okay. Uh, I'm and this is just total rando, but I'll I'll take the Louisiana team. I'm gonna okay. stick with my brother-in-law. He's giving me good luck. So Northwestern State, I'm gonna take UIW. Okay. Um, their head coach. Oh my goodness, this is killing me. You would know their head coach at UIW. It's killing me. I just drew a blank. In fact, well, I didn't even know they were a college until now, but now <laughs> you know, they have a beautiful campus. Oh, really? Beautiful campus right there in San Antonio. Um, Gorgeous. Oh, big time matchup. Oregon just dropped last week after losing. Um, they got another tough one, but they're in home in Eugene mm-hmm. at Austin Stadium. Utah, the Utes. What's mm-hmm. a Ute? We already talked. I think we talked about that. It's in a tree. It's a totem pole. It's a Ute. I know. It's a. It's an Indian nation or a Native American tribe. That's right. We've already. So we already did the research. Remember, remember, uh, my cousin Vinny. Uh, I've seen the movie. The judge. He goes. What's a Ute? <laughs> I don't remember that scene. <laughs> no, he goes. My two Utes, and he goes. <laughs> he's trying to say Utes. Oh, goes, I what's see. What's a Ute? Oh geez, okay, Sean. Um, hmm. I don't even know how is Utah doing. Pretty good. Pretty salty. They, salty, uh, salty is salt. Salt. Uh, salt. I think I'll go with. I'll get me some Indian Nation in here. What? Oh my God. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'll get some Indian nation in here. <laughs> Utah. Yeah, screw the Ducks. Utah. I never forgave the Ducks after the time they beat the shit out of the Houston Cougars. So, screw you, Ducks. I'm going screw to you the Ducks. Ute. Let's roll. I want to go with Oregon oh, at home. You're going to pick those Ducks. The Ducks, quack attack. All right. Quack attack. So, keep your heart out of this one. Texas fans need West Virginia to beat Kansas State. It's on the road in Morgantown. Morgantown's a tough place to play. I All know, right? but West Virginia is like bottom feeders this year. West Virginia has beat Oklahoma this past week. Yeah, I know, but everybody beat Oklahoma. My grandma beat Oklahoma. Oh, my God. 
My dog beat Oklahoma. Uh, uh, I know we need West Virginia to win. West Virginia can still needs wins to become bowl eligible. I just don't know if they'll be able to pull that off. The Mountain Mamas. Oh, mercy me. I think I'm going to go with Kansas. Kansas State for tests. I mean, I know I, we need West Virginia to win, but this is different. This is a different This is a different scenario. Scenario. It is scenario. This is a different scenario. By the this way, is- our guy Deuce Vaughn, he, uh, he's now over the 1,000-yard mark for the season. I told you, that little Russian. shit. See? Okay, that's why I'm going to Kansas. Deuce gets loose. Deuce is loose. Deuce is awesome. Great person. Great He's talent. A phenomenal player. Phenomenal. Man, this is tough. Kansas State is clearly the better team. Clearly. Clearly. But, man. Rocky Mountain High. Mm-mm-mm. Rocky Mountain High. And it's at 1 o'clock, so... At one o'clock should not be a factor. I'm going with K State myself. Oh, uh, that doesn't bode well for Texas. It doesn't bode well. So USC, UCLA, the battle of the city of angels, the rivalry. Uh, USC, Lincoln Riley, they're nine and one, but the Bruins all of a sudden are relevant. Yeah, I know. They're number twelve in the country. Last time I didn't pick them, they screwed me. This will be. <laughs> This will be at the Rose Bowl mm. Stadium. Love that stadium. A good old Pasadena. Pasadena. Oh, jeez, Louise. Stop it. Oh, goodness gracious. Okay, I think Lincoln's going to pull it off. Lincoln Riley? Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. So, the Pac-12, their fans suck. They don't fill stadiums except for Oregon. Mm-hmm. And L.A., doesn't give a shit about college football unless they're winning. I mean, UCLA and even USC has had crowds of less than 30,000. Yeah, they just don't. But they will fill, this will be a pretty good crowd at the Rose Bowl. Oh, it should be. Rivalry game. And I mean, as far as I'm concerned, one of, if not the best stadium in the country just yeah. to watch a game out because beautiful you know, the sweater vest will be a plenty mm-hmm. as well i'm not yeah i can't say anything right now i think so the I, usc truly i think they all wear sweaters the, the turtlenecks the song girls yeah no the, the, the sweater um, yeah the song, song we need girls. song girls in texas we do uh, we can't wear sweaters in texas though <laughs> that's right hey we can't I'm wear thinking. turtlenecks here I'm taking the Bruins and Chase Griffin, my favorite, everyone's favorite backup quarterback in the country, the NIL king. Taking the Bruins. Okay. All right. So you take UCL or USC. There we go. UIW, Oregon, K State, and UCLA for me. I got the Trojans. Trojan. Trojan, always a Trojan. Always a Trojan woman. (laughs) Trojan woman. Trojan woman. Do not give me that nickname. Trojan woman. Wrong with you. Ribbed. (laughs) (laughs) Tips for pleasure. Tips 
for Fuck pleasure. Nice. For pleasure. So the Cowboys, mm-hmm. they went to Green Bay and j- dropped a deuce. And much. that was not a good team they lost to. And no. all of a sudden, there's conflict in the locker room. They're six and three, and, and season's far from over. They have eight games remaining in the regular season. Cowboys are pretty good, but they really took a step backwards. But if you ask their head coach, Mike McCarthy, he's okay with this. And I'm not sure. Y'all want you to tell me what you think of his response because he was asked about the conflict in the locker room after the game. And I'll leave it at that because I want to hear your opinion first. And definitely I've got an opinion too. I don't know what the hell you'd want us to be talking about in a locker room. I mean, uh, we definitely weren't in there patting each other on the back. I mean, and uh, I mean, there's there's a ton of red ass, ton of disappointment, uh, a lot of anger, and and that's I think it, that that points to the commitment, the desire to win, the connection. Um, so there's a lot said between a number of people, you know, and I love that. Conflict is good. Agree or disagree with that? Um, I mean, what are you supposed to be doing in the locker room after you lose a game like that? Well, you're not going to be playing grab ass after you lost. I mean, you're not going to be like in there singing, flipping kumbaya and making friendship bracelets and shit. I mean, like people are, I mean, obviously there probably is conflict because that's when you, when you lose a game like that, then it's the blame game. Like, okay, well you screwed up. No, you screwed up. Well, you screwed up. So, I mean, I guess... I agree with him that some conflict is good, but like, I mean, I mean, I know it gets you riled up and passionate, but like you also like, I hope there's not a lot of conflict in that. They're like, man, you suck. You screwed it up for us. Like, I hope everybody's taking the, it's a team effort is what I'm trying to say. No, I agree. That tells me what he said. if, If all that is true. I mean, he was holding back right there because I've heard McCarthy cuss more this year, some of it out of humor, but mm-hmm. I've heard it more. There is pressure. There's always pressure. The Dallas Cowboys are, are the most overhyped team since yeah. the inception of professional, since they entered the professional football. Um, I love the Cowboys. I love I, through and through. It's the really only NFL team that I even care about. But yeah, they're the most overhyped franchise. They haven't won a damn thing that's significant since 1996. Um, but yet we still believe that they're going to the Super Bowl. It's 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 almost a joke, but you got to think, Jerry Jones, they're still America's team. Some <laughs> debate that because they, they're awful. They haven't won anything. They're not a terrible franchise. They are mediocre at best, maybe a little bit above 500 since the late 90s. But I think it's great that they're arguing, calling each other out in the locker room. I think that's a good sign that there's people that care. Okay, so see, there you go. I really do. So now they're on the back half of the season. Now, Charlotte, their NBA franchise, you know, a lot of these franchises now, I love it. They have their alternate or alternative uniforms Mm -hmm. come out in commemoration of either people, events, social injustice, anything i think it's all great causes i i cannot wait for you to see this so they came out it doesn't with this alternative jersey 
I want you to tell me what's wrong with this. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> I mean, why didn't they just put... <laughs> There's no I in team. Yeah, but everybody's reading it, and we're all thinking the same damn thing. Well, it looks like the eye fell down. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Charlotte, go back to the drawing board on that one. (laughs) Nobody wants that on their jersey. Oh, my God, the dangling participle. Uh Uh-huh, yeah, no, you can't can't wear that, guys. Mm Mm-mm. Redo, do over. Of course, it would. You, I mean, I, I haven't been to one of these, but I'm sure that would be a hit at one of the lifestyle parties. What do you mean, like a menage a trois party? You mean a swingers party? Yeah, exactly. I don't. They're they're going to wear jerseys there. Well, I don't know. I, if there were a jersey for a swinger <laughs> party team. <laughs> well, now they don't have to buy if they. They form like what, like the swingers, like have their own like intramural like softball teams. They got well, they got a, they got a, they have they have pickleball, pickleball <laughs> club teams. So what's the other team going to be called? Um, the scrotums. <laughs> the the, uh, the SKS. <laughs> <laughs> the DKS and B A L L S. DTFs. <laughs> so bad. You know, guys, we don't have, we we don't grow up in certain areas. We just never grow up ever in certain aspects of life. You've got you've had you've got a guy mentality of humor. So two dudes on a golf course with a cell phone recording videos, and uh, you know, on a golf course, you know, just doing dude things. You'll enjoy this. TikToking in the man cave. This is uh, TikTok gold. Uh, it's day 22, throwing random objects at my roommate until he guesses what they are. Oh! Sandwich! No, hot dog. He's so happy that he got it wrong. He's like, no! Hot dog! I just threw a wainer at you. Just throw a wainer at your abdomen. Who does that? And they just wasted a very good hot dog and a delicious. They wasted a a rather tasty long Earl Campbell. Mm-hmm. Link. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> Who would I didn't? I would have never thought an Earl Campbell link or or a wiener would would sound like that. That that sounded like it was frozen. Yeah, or maybe he had really good abs. They did look young. Yeah, they were young. My abdominal canal was very beautiful when I was that age as well. True. Uh, I had, I never got past four and a half abs. Oh, whatever. I've never had abs. I don't even have like, what is it? Like a one pack? <laughs> one pack. I got four. I had a four and a half pack. And I was like. I don't think I ever had a pack, but that was, that was a serious slap. That was real nice, Clark. That was, that was <laughs> blindfolded and guess, guess what food. That would be funnier if it was like somebody had to eat it afterwards. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Oh, oh God. like with some good tummy 
perspiration and then get some Bichon mustard out and, and eat rub it. it on there and be like, that's a TikTok. See, I should be in charge. Now you're appealing, you're appealing to the, the group that we were. Hey, Ben, tell me something good. We've had a lot of good things how we've ended this here. This has been a good second, fun second segment. Tess Sawyer, real quick, tell me something good that you've noticed in your world last week, um, last seven days. Uh, yeah, I just um, I just want to reiterate how lucky we are to, you know, be, be breathing and healthy and yeah. thinking about other people who aren't as fortunate yeah. as we are right now. I guess it's that time of the year as well. So, um, and just in light of some of the recent tragedies, I just want to give a shout out to um, all the people that are going through those types of things. And I also just recognize how lucky um, I am and everybody that's in my life is. So um, I don't, I don't let that go unnoticed. So that's I'm just beautiful. thankful right now. That's very beautiful as we, you know, I, I hate it that it takes a holiday to ignite or spark these types of thoughts. This uh, the gr gratuity or gratitude, whatnot. Um, I, I'm with you. Tell you something good. You know, I, I have start. I, I have started to see more and more acts of kindness because um, I think it does help for people to step back and pause. Especially, I saw some great things at DKR. That was so frustrating. What we saw on the field, but you just I saw strangers talking. Helping, there were people. I saw people fall, and people helped them up, and made sure they were okay. Uh, even saw TCU and Texas fans there talking, you know, amongst the others. You know, there was trash talk, what makes it fun. But and today, just people pulling over to help people in a certain situation, and I think it's beautiful. We only see so much negative. Just look around you, man. Help out your fellow brother and sister and be grateful, like Tess said, man. It, for us to wake up every day, it's a blessing because, uh, man, there could be one day we, we don't wake up and there's no more of this. That's right. That's it. But you know what? Two more weeks of uh, the regular season, then we've got championship Saturday. Woo! Good. Certain things happen, could include the Texas Longhorns. In Arlington. Fingers crossed. Yes. Championship Saturday has become an event. That's fun all day. All day long. All, all day. day. All day long. Tess Sawyer, much love. Much love, Sean Clinch. And to all of the OG Man K boys, Harbaugh Hars, Big Mike, and Coach Mo, thank you for the first 200 and for Tess as we start the next 200 we out <laughs> my god it won't go <laughs>